sweater.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You've just heard right there, the Modettes with Bedtime Stories. And today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, an interview with one of the Modettes greatest fans, Aziz Ansari. Yes, an interview with comedian Aziz Ansari. Plus, an interview with comedian Whitney Cummings and a little bit of Sarah Silverman, Hannibal Burress, and Chris Hardwick. Comedians today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And right now, here's the Ohio Express, who I've played before on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show recently, but I just can't get enough of the Ohio Express.
sont arrogants, ceux-là. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there from France, the arrogance with were arrogant, brand new on Dirty Water Records. Thank you so much, PJ, the arrogance with were arrogant. And before that, also on Dirty Water Records, brand new on Dirty Water Records, we heard the youth with vicious, the youth from Denmark on Dirty Water Records. Thank you, PJ, for these amazing releases. And before the youth, we heard the dirty old men with Honky Tonk Woman. And the dirty old men are, quote, a jazz sextet fronted by a bari and a tenor. And this record right here is called Lechery Without Treachery, Certificate of Merit, the Dirty Old Men, for having been vilified as one improperly debauched in the dissolute depravity this certificate is awarded to. Honorary is herewith granted all licentious liberties and predatory privileges practiced by the membership of the Dirty Old Men. So this was the Dirty Old Men we heard with Honky Tonk Woman. And before that, We heard the Ohio Players with its, uh, sorry, we heard the Ohio Express. I was going to, so I was thinking of Ohio Players because coming up we got something very funky. We got the Ohio Express with It's a Sad Day. So yes, coming up right now, we're going to hear something by Clarence Reed, Blowfly, Blowfly, who was on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show a couple weeks ago. And Blowfly, a.k.a. Clarence Reed, gave me this LP. We heard a track a couple weeks ago, but we're going to hear another track right now, Down Where the Love Is. And then right after that, we're going to hear something by Donnie and Joe Emerson, and we're going to hear the track Good Time, and that is a favorite of Aziz Ansari. And then right after that track, we're going to hear an interview with Aziz Ansari on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. So here's Blowfly with Down Where the Love Is, and then after that, Donnie and Joe Emerson with Good Time, and then an interview with Aziz Ansari on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. So from Light in the Attic Records, a reissue on Light in the Attic Records, here's Donnie and Joe Emerson. Like a fool. She 
are you? Uh, I'm uh, Aziz Ansari, comedian. Aziz, welcome to Auburn, Washington. Thanks so much. And right off the bat, I have a gift for you right here. Donnie and Joe Emerson, Dreaming. Yes, I know this record. Dreaming Wild. You love the song Baby, don't you? I do. This is a great song. Thank you so much. As covered by Ariel Pink. Yes, this is awesome. This is already my favorite interview I've ever done. <laughs> Amazing. And what's really cool is they're from Fruitland, Washington, which is only five hours from here. Oh, wow. That's so cool. And if you open up the liner notes, this is on light. And- if people aren't familiar, they have to see this cover. This is, these are, uh, they're, they're like 15 years old when they made this record, right? And then someone just discovered it and they're listening to it and they're like, oh man, this is really good. And this one song, Baby, is like an unbelievable song that I, I definitely recommend people check out. But this, this record cover is pretty amazing. Light in the Attic Records does such a great job. Check it out. You get the full story inside. If you pull it out right there, there's some liner notes. Actually, right, oh, there, look at all the pictures you get of them. Pictures are awesome. <laughs> and pull it out, you get more liner notes. Because I know you love the liner notes, don't you, Aziz? Like a little booklet that comes with it. Oh, whoa. That's these guys. That's crazy. <laughs> That's really cool. To welcome you to Auburn, Washington. Auburn, Washington, yeah. Thanks. Aziz, how did your brother meet Master P? 
Oh my God, my brother did meet Master P. This is why I was really psyched to do this because I, I know you dig deep. So my brother is one of the silliest, most interesting people I know. And um, I think he met him in, in South Carolina. There was like a record signing with Master P the, of No Limit Soldier fame. And my brother waited. <laughs> he waited uh, five people <laughs> and then got a photo with Master P and uh, a signed uh, Make Him Say Uh record or something, I imagine. Aziz, I was wondering, who is the gentleman in this photo right here in your high school yearbook beside you with the hair? Uh, well, I mean, his name's here. Uh, he was quite an interesting character, and he was notorious for stealing stuff. He was famous for stealing stuff. He would steal all sorts of stuff. Um, he once tried to steal something random from my room. I can't remember what it was, but the, the funniest thing he stole was... Uh, uh, at the school, I went to this like public boarding school for 11th and 12th grade. That's where this kid went to school with me. And uh, so we would get pizza delivered every now and then from Domino's. And the Domino's guy would have a big like bag that keeps all the pizzas warm. And it would say like, look out, it's hot. And that was like on the bag. And the guy was like delivering pizzas. <laughs> and I saw Daniel like ran over when the truck when the guy was gone from the truck grabbed that bag and then started using that as his backpack so he would like walk around campus and he had this pizza bag that said look out it's hot and that was governor's school at governor's school was there some like secret tunnels that went to like the girls dorms yeah in the it, i wasn't there that year but in the year before so that school it was 11th and 12th grade so they it, even though there was like dorms you lived in it was it wasn't co-ed so um, half of the building was guys and the other half um, was girls and the year before I got there um, some guys had looked at like the floor plans and they saw there was a closet where you could like make a hole and go in to, to the girl side so they so they would do that every guy's dream <laughs> yeah but no luck for you because it was a year no it, it was it was it was closed by that time they were onto us or onto them you were into studying the biology textbook? Yeah, I was going to be a biology major at one point. And then at a certain point, I was like, all right, I, I feel like I know enough about cells. I don't want to get too much deeper in this. So I, I, uh, I'd moved on. What's the importance of 10 to 11 p.m. for Aziz Ansari? 10 to 11 p.m. now? In high school. In high, in high school, 10 to 11 p.m. was, in that school, it was called a happy hour. And that was the hour where, so from 8 to 10, everyone was supposed to stay up in their rooms and study. And then uh, 10 to 11, you had happy hour where everyone would come down and mingle and hang out and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. Dairy Dream. Dairy Dream. Oh, boy, you're going way back. Dairy Dream is an ice cream and, like, cheeseburger. And also, like, they had some Greek food too it was a restaurant in in the town i grew up in bennettsville where where i worked for a little while when i was a kid yes how about moe's chicken or magnolia on maine do you know those places at all moe's chicken is uh is a uh, is is another place in bennettsville where i grew up and um yeah that was just like a fried chicken place in bennettsville that was good do you ever go record shopping in rockingham no, I, I when I lived in South Carolina, I didn't really, I wasn't as into records and stuff. But there's is there a famous record store in Rockingham. I thought you went there with your dad to get like some CDs or something. Um, I don't think so. Maybe though. Such a great name, Rockingham. <laughs> Rockingham. I never thought it, it's not as cool as it sounds. <laughs> it should just be called Rural Redneck Town. <laughs> well, Aziz, I have a gift for you right here. Some Super Seal breaks. Yes, I know this. Yeah, I used to be really into DJing and and uh, and and scratching like the. Uh, uh, you know, Grandmaster Cubert. DJ Cubert is the guy who made this Super Seal breaks, and it has different like scratch noises and stuff. And and uh, on the other side, it's just beats. And Thanks. I knew you're super into Cubert, so I got some more Cubert for you. I have a Cubert DVD. 
as well as a Qbert test pressing. Oh, this is crazy. What is this? How did, where'd you get this? You're Aziz and sorry. We have to find stuff for you. <laughs> this is awesome. This is so cool. Wait, so what is it a test pressing of? It's a test pressing of Needle Thrashers Alpha. Oh, cool. I can't wait to listen to this. Thanks so much. Shout outs to Qbert at all. Um, shout out to DJ Qbert. Um, I remember when I first went to college, uh, I was super into like scratching and all this stuff and like DJ Shadow, Cut Chemist, all that stuff. And DJ Qbert was doing a show and I showed up early to like get in and he, I saw him come in and I was like freaked out. I was like, oh my God. And he was, and he was super nice. You also shout out Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. <laughs> yes, Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Never met Mark, um, but I am a fan of Return of the Mac. Aziz, your mic technique. I've seen you holding the mic double-handed. What's your mic technique? How would you describe your mic technique? You use the double-handed sometimes, don't you? Sometimes, I don't know. I guess I just kind of change it up. Double-handed for for the more powerful jokes. (laughs) Baboom! Is Matthew your manager? Is he from Canada? Um, My tour manager, Matthew. He's, uh, yeah, he is Canadian. He's from Edmonton. And he was on Unsolved Mysteries? Yes, how do you know that? (laughs) <laughs> that's really good, because I don't think that's been on the internet. Or maybe I tweeted about it once. But yes, it's the most amazing fact ever. I was obsessed with the show Unsolved Mysteries. Still am. I think it's so amazing. And I feel like people around my age, they're all... I think there's people my age, you were kind of forced to watch whatever TV shows were on. It's not like now where you have so much choice about what you can watch. When you were a kid like my age, it was like, no, you're watching Perfect Strangers. You're not watching something cooler than Perfect Strangers. All you have right now is Perfect Strangers. And Unsolved Mysteries was like a show that was on at a time where every kid was watching TV and it was so creepy and scary and then one day out of nowhere my tour manager Matthew just says that he was in one of the recreations in Unsolved Mysteries and it's his, it was about like a missing kid or something and his line was like he was playing hockey and a cop, a cop would come up and go have you seen Punky? and he goes no nah, I haven't seen Punky and then he goes back to playing hockey and that was his acting career and the Black Lips cover that song? the Black Lips uh, whenever the show ended uh, the last time I saw him in concert, they played the Unsolved Mysteries theme as kind of the walkout music, and I thought that was so funny. And so when I've been on tour, sometimes uh, I'll do with my openers, I'll say, like, all right, what song do you want? And they'll be like, oh, you can play anything. And so one time I played the Unsolved Mysteries song, and uh, I also did uh, the That's So Raven theme song. Um, what else? I've done the, uh, some some WWF wrestling intros, like the Ultimate Warrior. I did that for Ron Funches. Uh uh, Shawn Michaels, Heartbreak Kid, his intro music. Uh, Ron Funch is a big wrestling fan, so he, he appreciated it. Aziz, how do you deal with hecklers like Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh, that was such a crazy show. Well, heck- Opening for Drake. Yes, that was, a, that was a nightmare of a show. Hecklers in general, I'll say. A heckler in, in terms of like what we kind of imagine, like a guy going, you suck, that doesn't really happen. It's more just like drunk people that are really excited, that are just yelling like, I love you, Aziz, or like, you know, Aziz, and they've just, they're just yelling nonsense. It's not really about, you know, saying you suck or anything. They're just too drunk or something and fucking up the show for all the people that sit around them. Um, but as far as how I handle it, you know, I, I think... Cuba was stage invasion, wasn't it? Well, the Cuba Gooding Jr. thing, that was a different thing. So I was doing this show where I was opening up for Drake, and uh, it was like... Uh, um, Let's just step back for a second. That's amazing, opening for Drake. Yes, but it, it was it was really bad because 
he was he he was like five hours late, and this wasn't like oh he's a rapper and five hours late. This was there is like a bad snowstorm or something, and so he was really late. So he showed up like five hours late. The crowd was just like in such a bad mood, and so you know the crowd is like ready to like leave and like destroy the place. They're so pissed. They've been waiting five hours for Drake, and then they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Aziz Ansari," and then I come up and people are like, "What the fuck." And then it was just like, they were just yelling and yelling. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I only got to do like 10 minutes. I'm just going to say my shit and get out of here. And Drake can, can have a good time. So I just did this stuff and didn't really care about it. And there's people in the front. They were all listening. But at a certain point, actor Cuba Gooding Jr. decided to run on stage and reprimand the crowd for talking during my set. And just said, what are you guys doing? This is a season sorry up here. Y'all need to shut up. And I was like, Cuba, Cuba, it's okay. It's fine. And I had to calm down Cuba. And then uh, I think I said something about snow dogs. And, uh, and, he, he, and he left. People should listen during your set because I really enjoy learning stuff from you, Aziz. Oh, well, thanks, thanks. Like little Joe Pesci. Yes, uh, his debut album, Little Joe Sure Can Sing. And speaking of music, I have another gift for you right here. Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, they... Reminisce Over You, one of the one of the great, great rap singles of all time, I would say. And I use that, the sample that they use for that song. Um, Jefferson it, Airplane. Yeah, but I, the... Tom cover, Scott. The Tom Scott cover, that's what plays in the beginning of my Buried Alive special. Yeah, what can you tell the people about that connection? Jefferson Airplane? Tom Scott? I don't know. Tom Scott covered that song and then the horn sample in the Pete Rock and CL Smooth song is from from that they just looped that yeah Aziz and sorry human giant got written up in the gay porn times oh yeah it did I think because we did a sketch about um Doc Stevens Bruce Penis yes it was about it was about uh me playing a guy who uh uh, I, what I got into a car. This is a sketch like <laughs> I wrote with people, and I can't remember it. But it was like uh, we got into a car accident with with the with the guy that was like the biggest gay porn star of all time, and then he just started haunting me all the time. <laughs> and uh, and then the gay what was the what was the paper you mentioned the 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 gay gay, gay porn times the gay porn times loved it <laughs> and said it was like very good and progressive. <laughs> Which I'm not really sure it was, but, uh, you know, the Gay Porn Times is the only press I've gotten from them. Uh, also, the only time I've done a sketch about a gay porn ghost. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but... And the Human Giant show has been bootlegged on DVD in Pakistan? It ha Oh, did, it, did I post a photo? Someone, Paul, maybe posted a photo of it? That's so crazy. And then they called it something weird, right? They sometimes, like, just mess up the name. It just becomes something totally different. What, uh, what is a bootleg in Pakistan? What's it called? I'm not sure. What would you imagine it being called? I don't know. It's probably called One Brown Man, Two White Guys. Aziz, did Sway force you off MTV? Sway, Sway did not. Sway was there when we did our 24-hour um, marathon, and uh, he, Sway was always really nice. I like Sway. You got robbed by Coke-drinking bandits? Oh my God! This is a uh, this is a crazy story. This is when I was uh, you know, with the Human Giant guys. We went to uh, we went to San Diego for Comic Con, and um, we split a house somewhere uh, in like La Jolla or something like that. It was a nice house, the pool and everything. And uh, we we were all swimming in the house um, one day at night, and we looked up in the house and um, it, we saw some shadows up there and. Hubel was like it was when that movie The Strangers came out that you know that horror movie The Strangers and he was like oh look out there there's some strangers up there be careful you know joking around or whatever and like ah, and then um, the next day we went to Comic Con and then we came back and all our computers and phones and everything were gone 
and we were all like, hey, where's my computer? And then we all realized we got robbed. And then, the, but the first thing I saw that was so weird is like, um, when I walked in the bathroom, I saw two two liter bottles of Coke just sitting there unopened. And I was like, what the hell is that? That's like some weird message to somebody. Like that was like a weird message to the person that owns a house or something like that. It was so weird. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was really weird. It was really scary too because um, we called the lady that owns the house and said like, we got robbed, what the fuck, blah, 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 this is crazy. And uh, she was like, I don't know what this is, this is so crazy. And um, we just happened to see there was a message on the answering machine and we just played it. And it was this guy who was like, Alma, you haven't given me my money for that woodwork. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I'll find another way to get that money. Because you know what? This is Tahoe, motherfucker. And we don't play around. And we were like, okay, we're leaving the house because some woodworking guy is going to murder us. <laughs> so that was very scary. No, something else is pretty weird. Porks and recreation to porno. Oh, I didn't know about that. And your character is played by Maxine X, a female. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Not not a lot of Indian dudes uh, in the porn game, I don't think, that I know of. Amy Poehler, she installed flesh tones in the toilets? Uh, yeah, that was, that, I think that was a joke. I made an interview. I said that she interviewed, uh, made flesh tones, which are uh, ringtones when you flush in front of the toilet, it would play, play, uh, play a song. <laughs> she didn't do that for real. Aziz, have another gift for you right here. The band, the Modettes. What can you tell people about the Modettes? Modettes, uh, they sing that song. Um, uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> How does it go? Uh, it, I know, I'm not going to tell you because I know the song. There's, uh, it's something like Mice or something. What's the song? It was the song I'm thinking of. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm close, right? It's um, White Mice, is that it? Yeah. But this is a different song. This is Tonight. I just know that other song. Well, I have a whole Modettes record for you, and it's got postcards you can mail home from the tour. This is so cool. Like if you open up, they got postcards. Do you like packaging and stuff? Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, this is cool. So you get three postcards you can use. Wow, that's cool. How did you discover the Modettes? The Modettes were on, there's this um, this group called Optimo, and they just, uh, they're like a DJ duo out of Glasgow. They used to do a party called Optimo, but then they made this mix CD called How to Kill the DJ Part 2, and um, it was one of the songs on there, uh, and that mix is really good. They, they have like a lot of cool songs on it. There's a, there's a, a weird cover of that Kraftwerk song, The Model. Um, it's like Arthur Russell. Just weird, like, you know, I mean, it, it's, it sounds like, it's like, you know, if you have a friend that's like a douchey dude that's really into music, he loves it. And it's good, but you sound like a douche when you're talking about it, as I do now. <laughs> Aziz, what's Hartsville weed like? Hartsville is the city that I went to um, high school in, the, at the governor's school, the public um, science and math school I went to. And um, yeah, the weed was horrible, but uh, I, I, I smoked a decent amount of it because I was very bored there. Um, and uh, yeah, was, I'm sure it was not weed. I'm sure it was just something with some stuff. <laughs> what's it like doing mushrooms in Charleston? Doing mushrooms in Charleston is really fun. Um, that, I, when did I do that? That was like when I was probably like in 11th, 12th grade. Um, yeah, it was fun. Charleston's a really fun city, and uh, mushrooms can be a fun drug, so. Aziz, quote, we buy hummus from... We buy hummus from what? Trader. We buy hummus from Trader Joe's? Windsurfing. <laughs> yes, that's from uh, from the uh, Megapus song. Yeah. Do you know what about... What do you know about the Megapus? Megapus is uh, uh, Devendra Banhart, and uh, that's that was his band. They have this friend Greg, and um, 
he was like he knew I played guitar and he was like dude you should come uh, hang out and play play like a guitar song on this thing and I was like oh yeah that'll be fun and um, then it evolved he's like no we think you should sing on this song I was like really like what do you want me to sing he's like sing anything it doesn't matter just make up whatever you want and they just came back from Trader Joe's and they had all this stuff so I just sang everything about all my lyrics were related to all the stuff they bought in Trader Joe's do you know who the duck people are yet duck, duck people that was the name of the song yeah Quote, you can swing a dead cat around here and you're bound to hit a good guitar player. Hey, yeah, it's a quote from the uh, from the Simple Man crews, the uh, Leonard Skinner bass crew. I, I talk about that in my first stand-up special. Did you work with Cedric and Sandra at New York Plumbing and Lighten? Whoa, that's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it was NYU, NYU Heating, Ventilation, and Air Conditioning. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a job at NYU where when people had problems with their air conditioning, a report would go to me and then I would have to file or something. But it, it, there wasn't that many problems, so <laughs> I would just stay and watch movies with, with those two who were quite the characters. Shout out to Cedric and Sandra. Shout out to Cedric and Sandra from NYU HVAC. The Little Pigs Barbecue. Little Pigs Barbecue is my little brother's favorite barbecue place in, in Columbia, South Carolina, where, where he used to live. What do you think about Hootie and the Blowfish getting a boulevard and monument for them in Columbia? What? They're getting a boulevard and a monument now? Like, they're a little late with their monument. I feel like that monument should have happened maybe in the crack rear view days. If, they're, if Hootie's getting a monument, I better get some shit. I better get something. In, this is a notice to the South Carolina legislator. If Hootie's getting something, I'm getting something. Chris Rock is from South Carolina. He should get something. Stephen Colbert, South Carolina, get him something. Let's get us all something. Don't just honor Hootie. There's other people from South Carolina who have done a lot of stuff. Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. One of my uh, favorite uh, commercials I've seen, uh, there was, it was a commercial that was getting passed around on the internet for Mr. Spriggs. You had some amazing lamb in Vancouver, a lamb dish. Do you remember where that was? You also went to Go Fish. What do you remember about Vancouver food since I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada? I, I love Go Fish. I've been there. Every time I go to Vancouver, I go to Go Fish. So if anyone in Vancouver wants to murder me, that's where you can find me. Um, Goat Fish has the best fish and chips I've ever had, and it's great. Aziz Ansari, MC Bricklayer. MC Bricklayer, what's that? Um, MC Bricklayer, what is it? Uncle that? Morty's Dub Shack. Oh, my God. What is it? That was like, like my first acting credit or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Was that my character? <laughs> yeah. They, MC Bricklayer. I love that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What do you remember about that? I don't remember. I remember it was like kind of far. And I, <laughs> I was doing a favor for someone. I was like, man, this is far. <laughs> this is far to go to play MC Bricklayer. <laughs> and shout out to Rafi. Rafi. Who's that? Grandma's Farm. Oh, we're on the way. Grandpa's Farm. Yes. Uh, on tour, me and Chelsea Pretty called... Our, my tour manager, Matthew, we call him Grandpa a lot. And then we just started calling everybody Grandpa. And then we just got obsessed with the word Grandpa. And then sometimes we were driving around, I would just start blasting <laughs> the Rafi song. We're on the way, we're on the way, on the way to Grandpa's farm. We're on the way, we're on the way, on the way to Grandpa's farm. What? Down on Grandpa's farm, there is a big old cow. <laughs> Shift the cow, he makes a noise like this. Moo, moo. That, that's it, I'm not going to do it anymore. Shift Command 4. Why do you hate Shift Command 4? Shift Command 4, is that the, the Apple thing that helps you do a screen grab? Oh, I don't, I don't hate that. I, I use that all the time. I thought you hate the PNG format. Oh, the PNG format. Yes. PNG, because you send people emails and they, they can't always open up PNG. So I, I, I tweeted about that and someone told me how to switch it. So the default is, is JPEG. What Japanese steakhouse did you wash dishes at? 
that was in Colombia. I can't remember the name. It was like one of those steakhouses where they cook on your table. It wasn't Benihana. It was like a Benihana ripoff. Aziz, can you give a shout out to Hannibal Burris for helping set up this interview? Of course, Hannibal. Shout out to you. Thanks so much for setting up this interview. And uh, thanks to you guys for getting me all these awesome gifts. This is so nice. So nice of Hannibal to do that for me. What is Hannibal like? Hannibal is pretty much exactly how you'd assume Hannibal is like. He really is good at kind of taking his offstage persona and (laughs) turning it into a stage persona. He's pretty, he's exactly how you'd hope he'd be. And lastly, do you still want to star with Future in a remake of Fast and Furious? (laughs) Future? (laughs) Yes, me and Future, they got to reboot it sometimes. That would be amazing if they rebooted the series and kept making sequels in the original thing. So while it's Fast and Furious 8, they're rebooting Too Fast, Too Furious with me and Future. I think that's a genius move. I don't think there's enough Fast and Furious stuff out there to satiate the audience. So if they had the existing franchise continue... While simultaneously running the reboots, be unstoppable. Aziz Ansari, anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, no, thank you so much. This is so fun. Um, I, I had a great time. Why should people care about Aziz Ansari? Why should people care? I don't know. Um, if people stop caring about me, I'd, I'd be out of work. So, I guess I guess I'd, I'd like to keep doing what I'm doing. All right. Well, thanks so much, Aziz. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. So baby, 
Listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Donnie and Joe Emerson with Baby on Light in the Attic Records. And before that, an interview with Aziz and Sorry. Right now, gonna play something by the Mo Dets, White Mouse Disco. One of Aziz's faves. Played some Mo Dets earlier, gonna play some more. And then coming up. Right after that, an interview with Whitney Cummings on Comedian Whitney Cummings on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Here's the Mo Dets. <laughs>
Who are you? I'm Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings, welcome to Auburn, Washington. Thank you. Thanks so much for doing this interview with me. Can you give a shout out to Hannibal Burris right there for setting it all up? Hannibal, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Can you come over here, Hannibal? Hey, what's up? Come over here, Hannibal. Hi. Thank you so much for setting up this interview. Thank you. Please don't uh, give Whitney a panic attack because then it'll... Because <laughs> now, yeah. So don't, don't, don't make... Don't make me unproud. What can you tell the people about Whitney? I can tell them that Whitney is an amazing comedian, and based on her stand-up material, she's rich, and she fucks broke dudes, and she doesn't like what they say about them potentially having babies, or her having their baby, and uh, she, she works hard, and she crushes shit. And Whitney, what can you say about Hannibal? Big fan. Uh, love him. I basically went away to do a TV show for a year, and I came back, and he was an A-list star, and uh, he wears V-necks like no other. And in appreciation, Hannibal, of you setting up this interview with Whitney, I have a gift for you. Yeah? I have right here the signed, the signed version of the Wu-Tang Manual. Oh, thank you. What is, they, what, are they, what is the manual about? You'll learn all about the Wu-Tang Clan, RZA, an autograph. Found it. That is awesome. An autograph. And also, because you're from Chicago, I have this for you right here. Chicago-go, Rocktober fanzine right here. Um, this is the Chicago public access dance show. Yes, and they have a TV show, and they also have a magazine called Rocktober, and this is the comedy and novelty records issue. I didn't know that, man. And you're in it. They review all your records. Really? And you can also read about Neil Hamburger and Jimmy Lynch in the history of comedy. I don't know who Jimmy Lynch is. That's a crazy gift, Narwhal. This actually is a great gift. These are gifts to thank Hannibal for setting up the interview with you, Whitney. I'd like to give him a gift to say, fuck you for setting up this interview. (laughs) Ba-boom! Well, thank you. I'm about to get out of here and get on stage, man. Uh, Hannibal, one quick question. You tweeted out something that said, no shorts, no hats, no Jordans. Where was that? The place you couldn't wear Jordans? It's a uh, well. It's a lot of places that'll uh, uh, say that you it, they'll have a dress code that kind of leans towards keeping black males out. So they'll say <laughs> no white t-shirts, <laughs> no. So it was a place. It was just funny that they said no Jordans, but they didn't say. Oh, you you can wear no Jordans, but you can wear LeBrons or Kobe's. It was just, it was funny that they made it specific to Jordans instead of gym shoes. Well, thanks so much for setting up this Whitney interview, Hannibal. No problem, Narwhal. Nah, be cool. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. And it's amazing here on the Oddball Fest, isn't it? Yes, it's magical. It's amazing who is around here and who should we see over there? <gasps> My hero. What can you tell the person? What can you tell the people about this person? Uh, that, uh, she's my spirit animal and there's nothing funny about it. I have no jokes. I just sincerely love her. And you were the person known as? Sarah Silverman. Berg. Sarah Silverman, welcome to Auburn, Washington. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Sarah. Yes? I have a gift for you, Sarah, right here, because you are a female comedian. I thought it's important to wrap out right here. We have a gift for you. What can other people about moms? The first ever comedian of stand-up comedy, Moms Mabley. That's an amazing gift. You do give amazing gifts. And it's signed by Ted Latte. Ted Little? Little? Who's that? Who's Ted Little? Someone Google that. 
I think it's just like the guy who has this record store, maybe, or yeah, the guy who his real name. And we'll have to thank Tom Sharpling because he's the one that told you about me. Uh, you just say sta- what is it with people? They just say statements and then put this in my fucking face. <laughs> Tom Sharpling, no. I mean, what more can be said? Uh, Tom Sharpling. Tom Sharpling, great guy, great writer, great radio personality. Monk. And what can you tell the people about Hannibal, who we just saw here, Sarah? He is what you call black. Affirmative. And what can you tell the people about Whitney? And he's brilliant, and he's hilarious, and we've been spending a lot of time together, and it's enjoyable. What can I tell you about Whitney? Uh... Nobody deserves success more than Whitney Cummings. She works her ass off. She's hilarious. She knows her way around a joke. She's got the skin of a dove. And I say that not really knowing what's under those white feathers of a dove. But I feel like maybe I'm thinking of dove soap. I don't know. Why is this wet? I don't know. I'm sweating. I don't like when people give me things and then they're like wet. It could be nard sweat. <laughs> or it could be squirt. Do you need me for this interview? I, know. I can totally. Should I come back? <laughs> you did talk about squirting, though. I did talk about squirting. Yes, sir. And on that note, thanks so much, Sarah Silverman. I really appreciate you dropping by and do do the loot do. Do do. And here we are. <laughs> Sarah. And I sh- love you. Is it true, Whitney, Sorry. that you once auditioned in a towel? I once, yes. I You really Googled deep. You Googled hard. I did uh, one time, it was my first audition in Los Angeles, and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And the role was for a girl who was in a spa. And so I wanted to look as much like I was in a spa as possible. So I showed up to the audition in a towel, naked, underneath it. I thought I was like being like a method actress or something. In reality, I was just stupid. And uh, I showed up and everyone was in like jeans and like normal. And I auditioned. I got it. I think they just felt so sorry for me. They thought I was like, you know, a make-a-wish kid or something. Whitney, you gave up showering. I gave up showering. You gave up showering. Are you just deducing that based on the way I smell right now? No, in why men go gay in L.A. Why did you remember? What? Okay, so is this your thing? You just find the most esoteric things? I haven't thought about that in eight years. Um, I don't remember. Was that a movie or a show? Or like, I think it was a short. It was like a short film. I don't remember anything about it. It was like I was on a date or something. Wow, you're really an encyclopedic knowledge of crappy Whitney Cummings works. What products were you paid to do test focusing with? That's a good question. God, you are really good at this, actually. Um, I did Neutrogena. Like, when I was broke, I used to do, like, product testing for, like, you know, you go in and you get, like, $50 cash. It's you and a bunch of, like, meth addicts who just want, like, money. And I went in, and it was for Neutrogena. It was for, like, a face scrub and, like, a little machine that you could scrub your face with and I always wanted to do a good job so I was always the person who was like I feel like this could be like a little like scented different and everyone else was like just shut up so I would always get in little like passive aggressive arguments with the drug addicts who were just trying to get $50 cash. Thank you Banyan Productions. Oh my gosh how do you know all this stuff? Banyan Productions that's when I was in college I used to work for this production company in Philadelphia that did like a bunch of TLC shows. I used to, 
they would pay me to like be the person that would audition with the people auditioning. Whitney Campbell, Christy Hinman, Bethany McHugh, and Katie Dennehy. How do you know that? Where do you, like, what's happening? Renoke Catholic Celtic. Like, uh, like, I might start crying. <laughs> oh, my God. These are literally, like, some of my best friends from, like, when I was in, like, eighth grade. Bethany McHugh was my, be- <laughs> oh, my God. Bethany McHugh was my best friend in, when I went to Rono Catholic. Christy Henman, oh, my gosh, was ahead of me a year and she was like a really good basketball player and soccer player and everybody loved her and she was awesome and the other one I don't know and you were on the team with them I was on the team yeah we played um, basketball I played basketball I was really into basketball did you score a lot Whitney I score I I was pretty good I got I got better but I was more of a like strategizing like knock people down rebound type and you're on the grade nine honor roll with Elizabeth Warnick Elizabeth Warnick I, I'm literally, I haven't seen Elizabeth Warnick 20 years. That must be 20 years ago. And the grade 10 honor roll with Hillary Lewis? <laughs> How did you find, do you just, does Google just have all this stuff? Or, I mean, you're amazing. Do you get paid for this? You're Whitney Cummins. We have to know this stuff. This is so crazy. Well, I, I just have to say, most interviews, like, I dread them. And you probably sense that for me in the beginning because you answer the same questions over and over again. And people ask about the same things. You start on punk. You did what's it like being a woman in comedy? It's like the same questions. And it gets so monotonous. And you're, like, blowing my mind right now. Whitney, here we are in Auburn, Washington. Yeah. Hi. And, oh, my God, who do I see over there? Who is that? Oh, my gosh. I was, I was just hanging in the corner of your dressing room. Did you not see me here the whole time? So weird. We're, you just, like, there. appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are you? Oh, I'm Chris Hardwick. But I've been, I've been watching you for, like, a decade and a half. Please tell me about the drunk calling, Chris. <laughs> 19, in the late 1900s, I got really drunk one night, <laughs> and I called Nardwar. And I'm like, you're amazing. You have to. I was working on MTV at the time. Like, you have to come on MTV. Have you seen any of the interviews? Have you seen any of the the? This man's a legend. I mean, no, I've seen them online, and and Hannibal told me I had to do this, and it was like Jay Z and Drake and. Which Russian president did you say keep on rocking in the free world too in Russian? I'm Mikhail Gorbachev, Dershne Rockin Uslabodny Svet. But I want to thank you, Chris, because Chris drunk called me in like 1995 or 1993. Remember, you got, how did you get the v, you got my stuff on VHS tape? Yeah, I watched your stuff on uh, VHS tape, which was a way that we used to watch things in those days. How did you get the VHS tape? I don't remember. Someone it was floating around MTV, and I had it, and I became obsessed with it. I became obsessed with your interviews. And Chris tried to get me on Singled Out. I did. Oh, I would have liked to see that. Yeah, we could play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? Though? I just continue on. Like you got this VHS tape, and then you ended up phoning me. I did. I phoned you, and I was like, "You have to come on MTV or something." And and then I don't know what happened after that. I then I stopped being drunk. I don't know what happened. But <laughs> but honestly, I've been such a fan of yours for so many years, and so now I get to see you in person. This is this is an a, such an honor, Whitney. In the middle of the night, I get a phone call, and it's Chris. And we're two drunk writers. I think there was somebody else that said that we're drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to tour. He used to go around with. Kurt and Courtney and and like do all these crazy it was it was phenomenal yeah I wish I still had that tape 
And then, like, you phoned me in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And you're like, I'm going to put you on singled out. That's right. See, most dudes, most dudes, like, drunk dial girls. They want to fuck. I drunk dialed Nardwar, the human serviette, and I didn't get fucked. So it was but it still You would have out. done great on singled out. All right. Uh, back to your interview. Oh, thanks so much, Chris. And do, 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 Chris, come over here. Thanks so much again. And do, 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 do. Do, do. <laughs> It's amazing, Whitney, all the people at this Oddball Fest you're jumping into. I know. Well, you really, you're a big draw. People want to talk to you. Whitney Cummings, I have a gift for you here. Right here is Gil Scott Heron. How do you... And Jamie. Wait. What? Jamie XX. You love them, don't you? No, I do, but how do you know that? How do you know that? Did I say this somewhere? Are we falling in love? You love vinyl. Are we together now? Wait, okay, so how do you how do you know this? Did you are you have you been in my house? I just know that growing up you wanted to be Sarah McLaughlin's songwriter. I did. So you love vinyl. You love Jamie XX. What can you say about Jamie XX and Gil Scott Heron? I mean, I, I just New York is killing me is one of my favorites. I just like have it on a loop, but why this is so cool. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I'm not great at receiving gifts. A lot of comedians aren't great at receiving any kind of love or nice things. So I'm really just kind of trying to figure out how much I owe you for giving me this. Were you into Joanna Went at all? How do you know that? I'm obsessed with Joanna Went. I can tell the people what Joanna Went. I'm going to stop like being surprised by your awesome questions. Okay, Joanna Went is a performance artist um, who I met her husband in L.A. a while ago, and that's how I kind of got turned on her. I was writing a movie about a performance artist, and got into her work and just kind of got obsessed. She, you know, is just this fearless, ballsy um, woman who goes on stage and just loses her mind and dresses like a vagina and, and destroy, just covers herself in blood and is just kind of awesome. Whitney Cummings, is James Dean your favorite male porn star? <laughs> you know what? I, he's the only male porn star I know but so I would have to say yes I guess yes and you have his anal trainer kit I have his anal trainer kit Chelsea Handler gave it to me um that bitch and uh explain you know look Chelsea's mental illnesses uh are far and wide and I'll never be able to comprehend why you would send someone an anal trainer kit and it was open by the way like it was like kind of used um but that's just who she is and then I googled James Dean and his dick is two different colors which I thought was interesting like it's like two-tone which is fine I'm just like impressed by someone who's like oh yeah I have a two-color dick I'm gonna become the biggest porn star like I respect that. You know a lot about sex, don't you, Whitney? I, I don't. I actually don't. I talk a lot about it because I know so little about it. Like, like tonight I, there was some squirting? Yeah, I talked about squirting, but I talked about how I don't squirt. So tell me about the oral sex light. The oral sex light. Oral sex light? There's an oral sex light. Light where someone can... Look, if it's that dark... It straps onto your head. No. No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I don't want anyone magnifying or light. This light's already causing me anxiety. I certainly don't want that down. I would like to keep it as dark and uh, as possible. Whitney, I thought it was interesting. You Googled hypnotize a man so he won't leave me. <laughs> yes. And the results were a stone love, some sort of egg set. 
Oh, um, uh, the thing you put in your vagina, those balls, Benoit balls. Was it that? Those those ones? Yeah, no, I can't get behind those either. See, I'm really not a slutty person. Now, you're making me realize that I'm pretty demure. But you were on Dave's Old Porn with Ron Jeremy. Did I you meet was. Ron Jeremy? I was. I met Ron Jeremy. He's a lovely man. Uh, he did not try to have sex with me, which is pretty insulting um but yeah dave attell is you know one of my favorite comedians and favorite people and so i just uh did the show and i was horrified by the porn i saw whitney cummings rittenhouse square lived in rittenhouse square when i lived in philadelphia this is like a pop quiz on my own life rittenhouse square in philadelphia and you lived in a sterling apartment i lived in the (laughs) why how would you know that (sighs) yes i lived in the sterling apartments Whitney Cummings, you like Bistro Francais in D.C.? So, okay, how do you know that? That's weird. This is a restaurant that me and my family would go to, like, regularly in D.C. I don't even know if it's still open. That was, like, my favorite restaurant in Georgetown. It's called Bistro Francais. I don't know. I've never mentioned that in an interview, I don't think. Have I? Well, thanks so much, Whitney Cummings. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? You're, I'm getting a restraining order uh, because there's no way you haven't been in my house and through my cell phone. Are you the hacker? Are you who's been releasing all these nude photos into the cloud? Why should people care about Whitney Cummings? Why should people care? <laughs> I love that you're just so nonlinear. Uh, why should people care? I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not, if you care, you care. If you don't, I, there's nothing I can do. I'm powerless over your caring about me, but, um, if you don't, it'll break my heart. No guilt. Well, thanks much, Whitney. Keep on rocking in the free world Thank and you. do 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 do. <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there an interview with Whitney Cummings with special guest appearances by Chris Hardwick from Nerdist. Sarah Silverman and Hannibal Burris. And thank you, Hannibal Burris, for setting up all these interviews, including the interview with Aziz Ansari. To reward you listeners of the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, I have a little giveaway here, comedy related. Have some tickets to give away for the Capital One Just for Laughs comedy tour, November the 14th, 8 p.m., at the Orpheum in Vancouver. If you're interested in going to see Dimitri Martin, D- Dimitri Martin, Levi McDougall, Todd Glass, and John Dore, it's November the 14th, 8 p.m. at the Orpheum. I got some free tickets for you and a guest. Your names will be at the door. So again, if you want to win, 604 822 2487-604-UBC-CITR if you want to win some tickets to go see Dimitri Martin, Levi McDougall, Todd Glass, and John Dore at the Just for Last Comedy Tour November 14th at the Orpheum. Phone now, 604-822-247-604-UBC-CITR. Your name will be at the door. Some comedy fun. Right now, going to play something by Tom Scott, who was referenced in my interview with Aziz Ansari. Here's Tom Scott with today on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. 
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Congratulations, Lewis, on winning the tickets to go see Dimitri Martin, Levi McDougall, Todd Glass, and John Dore, November the 14th, 8 p.m. at the Orpheum. If you have any other questions, just phone CITR. And right now, have a couple things to end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, wanted to play. Have something here sent to me by the Lopez. Hey, Nardwar, Steph from the Lopez here. How are ya? We wanted to send over our brand new cassette, our first full-length release. It comes out on September the 23rd. It came out on September the 23rd from Pittsburgh's Machine Age Records. Hope to make it to Canada sometime. Steph and Jesse from The Lopez. So thank you so much, Steph and Jesse from The Lopez, for sending me your brand new cassette. And we're going to hear Cubuto A Quiet by The Lopez. And then we're going to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with Infradig doing the song Envy, a Time Lodgers cover. And thank you, Erica Laren, for the infra-digging. So right now, the Lopez and then infra-dig to end the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio 
Show!
It's true. 